Hello, this is Gary Hutchins, minister with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we welcome you to Search the Scriptures. We appreciate you tuning in to Search the Scriptures. We hope that you are doing so every day at this time. And we hope that you are being motivated, at least greatly, because you are realizing that you're actually learning the Bible on this radio program. We strive to do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures suggests. We get into God's Word, we dig beneath the surface, look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we strive to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your personal life. We want you to do more, though, than just listen to a radio program. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the regular mail. We send it all over this area and across the country, literally. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage both ways. Why don't you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready? We'll give you all of the information how you can receive that free Bible study at the end of the program today. We'd also love to have you come and worship with us and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. If you want to find a church that teaches the Bible, we want to encourage you to come and worship and study with us. Now, you're not going to find a band. You're not going to find a theatrical production. You're going to find a church that simply strives to be that church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. We'll give you the times of our services and the address of our church building at the end of the program today. We hope to see you soon. It is good to be back again with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be able to participate in another program with you and with Dennis Stackhouse and our listening audience. Yes, Dennis, good to have you back with us as well. Thank you, Gary. As always, it's great to be here with you and with Dwayne. And uh, I was just thinking today before I came over uh, how blessed we are to have ready access to God's Word, to be able to read it and to understand it and then to act upon it. You'll incorporate those guidelines, those commandments, those principles in our lives. And it occurred to me that that's at least one of the purposes we're trying to fulfill with this program. It is indeed. And, you know, it's uh, hard for us to really relate to where a lot of people are in a lot of other countries. We have Bibles typically just provided for us for free if we need them or want them. And... Probably a lot of families, if not the majority, have several copies of the Bible laying around in their house, on bookshelves, uh, put in different places. And unfortunately, most of them seldom, if ever, get read by anyone in that house, in that household. And yet you'll find in other places, and this really is reality, there are people who would just love to have a copy of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And if they had it, boy, they would just pour over it and read it and share it with all their family and perhaps with friends and neighbors and relatives in other households. It's such a precious thing for them. And yet we've got this such ready access. And uh, and then on top of that is we've got this medium of radio and Internet where we can just instantly and in a very profuse way share what the Bible teaches 
literally with people all over the world through the internet and certainly mm-hmm. on a mass basis in local areas over radio. That's right. And again, I think that's a real blessing to us. And perhaps, as I think you're indicating, one that we don't always appreciate the way that we should. I think one that we don't appreciate and one that we don't utilize as as much Mm. as we should. Yes. And, you know, that's a very good point, Gary, that we don't utilize it. You know, it's an endless resource. I mean, the three of us can be on this program and never run out of material Mm -hmm. to teach. And it's just an endless resource. God's truth is that way. However, uh, when false doctrine is being taught, Neither can it be supported by the word of God, but false doctrine can only go so far until, well, you find yourself repeating yourself over things that really don't matter or change people's lives. And also, the false doctrine eventually is refuted. You know, it, yes. it, it, it is shown to be false doctrine, and it's set by the wayside. But the Bible has been here now in basically in completed form for almost 2,000 years, and uh, it is still just as vital, just as true, uh, and, and widespread desire for it. Uh, and we, we need to really pay attention to what it says. It really is the difference or should be the difference in our life as to whether our life is productive and positive and victorious spiritually or not. That's, that's right. That is right. And uh, I think we can safely say the Bible is as fresh and as new as vital as any headline we'd read in today's newspaper. Certainly. Now, that really relates to what we're talking about in this particular study, and we're going to close this study out today. I, it, it's actually, we've spent more time in it, a little bit more time than I thought we would probably, but it's been a really good study, and one that I believe is so pertinent to everybody of every generation. Everybody alive today needs to, to be thinking about what we're talking about in this particular study. And, and let me quickly remind our listeners that you can receive a copy of this particular program or any of the programs on Search the Scriptures on CD for free just for asking. And you can get the information how you can contact us at the end of the program today. Now, we've been asking the question in this study, are you struggling inside? And we're talking about that spiritual struggle within us. And we can, again, I think everybody should be able to relate to this. We all have this struggle within us. Now, for some of us, it may be to varying degrees. And for some of us, the particulars may be different. But we all basically have this struggle. We know that there are things that we ought to be doing that we end up not doing and we wonder why. Hmm. And there are things we, we do that we know that we really should not be doing, and we do them anyway, and we wonder, what was that about? <laughs> That's right. And often we suffer because we do those things, and yet we keep on doing them. Yes, that's right. And we'll even ask ourselves, how stupid can I be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we seem to be in that pit, you know, and we we just so often and we just keep on churning away in that pit and doing the same things with the same results. Unfortunately, yes. You know, one definition of insanity that's been around for a long time is you do the same thing in the same way 
over and over again, all the time, expecting a different result. <laughs> and that's the way a lot of people are when it comes to un- sinfulness in their lives, and particularly in their spiritual lives. They keep on making the same mistakes over and over and over, but yet they keep coming back to those same mistakes and, and going at it again and somehow expecting it's not going to have the same result this time. Even as has been pointed out before in this program, and I think you mentioned it, Gary, saying to ourselves, well, this is the last time I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said that so many times it's the last time, and it was not. Mm-hmm. No, it was not. It certainly was not. How many times does somebody who is uh, uh, terribly overweight and, and in full knowledge that they need to lose some weight and they know that their eating habits and their exercise habits is the real culprit? They can't blame it on anything. They can't blame it on, you know, hormones or anything. They're just, they eat too much and they don't exercise enough. And they know that and they've been struggling with that reality for years and they keep telling themselves, I can't do this anymore. I've got to stop this. I've got to change my lifestyle. I I can't eat those kinds of foods anymore. I've got to get more active. But now they they keep on going right back after they get the hunger pangs again, and they go right back to the same kind of foods. They overeat, continue to to do that, and they never can quite find themselves ready to take that step to start being more active physically and exercising. Mm. Well, the result... They know what the result is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that may speak to as well, Gary, when we relate that back to the aspect of sin, how deceptive it, uh, deceptive it can be for us, uh, where we think, well, okay, I did it once, I'm not going to do it again. And really, we end up deceiving ourselves. And, you know, again, that plays into the nature of the devil himself. He is the great deceiver. And if he can deceive us into letting ourselves think after we've taken part in that particular sin, and that was the whole point of the overeating thing, Mm -hmm. we can relate it to sinfulness in our lives, and we keep struggling in the spiritual side of life. If he can deceive us into thinking after we've done that one more time, I'm not going to do it again. And, And for a moment, we have a clear conscience, or at least a better conscience, but then... He's coming right back at us. That's right. We find ourselves right back in the same situation again, and we do it again, whatever it might be. And for different people, it's different things. Now, that's what we're talking about in this lesson, struggling. And we all have that struggle. Now, Dwayne, we've been re- reading our, our basic text is Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. And the Apostle Paul, boy, he just really lays it out there. Yeah, he does really lays it out there. How about reading verses 14 and 15 again to kind of, you know, get us back settled in this particular text? For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Now, in a nutshell, that lays out what he's talking about in this fuller text going down through verse 25. Right. I don't do what I know that I should do and really want to do, and I end up doing things that I know I shouldn't do and I don't want to do, but I do them anyway. Right. 
And we've looked at uh, different translations of verse 15 there where he says, uh, what I'm doing I do not understand. And over and over again, the different renderings, you know, get that point across just in different work, work, uh, different wording. Uh, I do not understand my own actions. The Revised Standard Version, the, the New International Version. I do not under, uh, do not understand what I do. Uh, and the Phillips translation is perhaps the most stark, where it says, uh, "My own behavior baffles me." And that's such a true statement. When we think about this struggle within, Gary, uh, that text in Romans chapter 7 is probably the most complete or thorough documentation we have in Scripture regarding this very aspect of our lives. The fact that we do face this struggle within, as Paul chronicles for us here, that occurred in his own life. In his own life, in my own life, mm-hmm. in your own life, in Dwayne's own life, in all of our listeners' lives. That's right. We all go through this struggle. We do. Now, we've talked about in this particular text, we've noted how it is not something that we can blame on the devil either and then absolve ourselves of any responsibility. Why? We can't say, well, he made me do it. He overcame me, overwhelmed me, took me over possessed me. I'm not responsible for what I do. Not something we can go. Uh, A road we can't travel. It's an impossibility to do that. We all are responsible for our actions ultimately, and we'll be held accountable for them. We will be held accountable for them. And, And we can look at any number of passages of Scripture that tell us we will all stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ and give account for the things that we have done or not done in this body, in this life, in this life, while we're alive physically on this earth. Second Corinthians five and verse ten, simply being one of those passages. Now, Dwayne, how about reading verses twenty-one through twenty-three there of Romans chapter seven? And this is where we left off in our last program. I find in it law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Now, if we live by the law of God, we can withstand the devil's devices, can't we? That's right. In fact, that is the principle that we read in Romans, uh, rather in James uh, chapter 4 and verses 7 and 8, is it not? where James says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. then he says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Exactly. And I think the point of that particular text that we should get is the most effective way, in fact, the only way we can really successfully resist the devil is by drawing near to God. That is correct. And uh, I think as we have pointed out before on this particular study, Gary, Once we resist the devil and he flees from us, we need to fill that empty spot with God. We cannot leave it vacant. Uh, We cannot possibly make it on our own. We need to fill that empty spot with God. That empty place in our lives. And you're exactly right. If somebody says, well, I'm going to become neutral spiritually. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm not ready to really give my life to God. I'm not sure about that, but I sure don't want to follow the devil. I know something, I know there's, there's such a thing as evil and I don't want to be in that camp, but I'm not ready to make this commitment to God either. Well, you've already made your commitment. That's right. There's no such thing as non-commitment mm-hmm. on the spiritual side of life. You're walking with the devil. Mm-hmm. And there is no way to keep your, your life just kind of in a vacuum there. Yeah. If, you, if you say, well, I've kicked the devil out, but I've not invited God in, the devil's coming back. That's right. And he'll come back with a vengeance, I think we could say. Mm-hmm. So we've got to understand that. Now, let's turn to Romans chapter 6. And uh, let's uh, just a chapter back. And Dwayne, how about reading verses 16 through 18 there? Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Now, some people may not like that particular analogy of being slaves to righteousness, but I, you know, we should not be bothered by that. The one we should really be bothered about is if we're living a lifestyle of sinfulness, of unfaithfulness to God, we're slaves of sin. That's right. And and I, I think it's a good point, Gary. We shouldn't shy away from that analogy of slavery. Uh, I'm reminded that in virtually all of the letters written by the Apostle Paul, he began by pointing out that he himself was a bond slave of Christ. Bond slave of Christ. Now, that relationship, though, is a good positive relationship. Right. Absolutely. It simply describes the one to whom we relinquish control or who has control over us. You know, we, we come to understand what I believe is two realities in this, Gary and Dennis. First, that I have discovered my enemy and it is me. Yeah. Second, I have discovered my rescuer and it is me at least to the extent that I can save myself and or take control of myself through Christ. And that's it. It's not the idea that you can do it by yourself, right? but you are the one who has to make that decision. I'm going to turn to my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And when I make up my mind, I'm taking that action. I'm being proactive to turn where I can find that salvation. And that's in Christ. That's right. Now, in, in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30, what does that say, Dennis? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. I think you've referred to that a number of times in this particular study from program to program. What, is, what does Jesus mean there? That's a pretty cut and dried uh, you know, statement. Well, it is. And I think as we've indicated previously, Gary, our Lord is telling us that we do have a choice to make. And as you've pointed out just recently, there is no neutral ground on it. Either we are walking with God, we are obeying his commandments, we're following his principles, he is the guiding force in our life, or we're following the devil. And there is nothing in between. As much as we might want that in-between ground, 
It's just not there from a scriptural standpoint. That's right. There are only two choices, either God or the devil. Mm-hmm. And if we're not walking faithfully with God, we're walking with the devil. And if we're walking with the devil, if we're playing with sin, we're not walking with God while we're doing that. Yeah, we're, we're working against the purposes of God, very definitely. Absolutely. Now, let's look here in verses 24 and 25 of Romans chapter 7 as we come to the end of this particular text. What, how does that read, Dwayne? This, this gives us the solution that you talked about a moment ago. This shows us where the victory really lies. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, when the mind, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Now, the struggle, and that Paul has graphically laid that out for us. He, he's really helped us, and I think he's put it in a way that we all should be able to relate to very readily. And yet, so now he comes, he says, okay. If this struggle is going on within me, then how do I find resolution? Where do I find victory? And where does he say that victory is, Dwayne? In Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. And that's the only place to find the victory, right? That's right. And this is more than just an acknowledgement that Jesus Christ is there to forgive us of our sins. It's a participation in the law of the Spirit, the word of the Spirit, the activity of the Spirit, doing the things of the Spirit through Christ. Absolutely. What does Paul say in Philippians chapter 4, Dennis, in verses 12 and 13? And, and I think this relates to what we've just read in Romans chapter 7, verses 24 and 25. And, and certainly it relates to the whole concept of what Paul was talking about. Yes, it does. Uh, again, that's Philippians 4, beginning in verse 12. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, the abased part Paul is talking about there is he he says, I know how it is, I know how to live when things are going pretty bad, seemingly. And then the abounding part, I know how to live when things seem to be really going well. And what's the answer in in either situation? His strength comes through Christ. That's it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, Dwayne, what about 1 Corinthians chapter 15? And let's look at verses 57 and 58. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now here again, in a different text, in a different letter, Paul talks about where we can find victory in our lives and for our lives. And that is again in Jesus Christ, isn't it, Dwight? That's right. Now in verse 58 there, he, he takes or he makes a, a, a natural application and he says, okay, if that's where victory is, then be steadfast, unmovable, abound in the work of the Lord. If you know that's where the best for your life is, then by all means, for common sense sake, if nothing else, for your own well-being, live in the Lord. 
And I really like the confidence that Paul provides there in the last phrase of verse 58 for us, Gary, when he says, we can know our labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's right. Isn't that a blessing, that we can know it? We can know it as we're living it. Let's look at one more text real quick, and and we have looked at at least a portion of this, I believe, earlier in this study. But let's go back and conclude with this, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. And uh, how about reading it for us, Dennis? Sure. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law or or living in Christ and living by the guidance of the Spirit that we receive, and we've talked about this earlier, we receive that guidance through the Word because the Word was written by human agents who are guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. And so as we read God's Word, we're being guided by the Holy Spirit through that reading. And as we apply that to our lives, then we're living according to the guidance of the Spirit. And that's going to give us the victory, isn't it, Dwayne? That's right. That's the best way to live our lives. And how do we overcome this struggle then within us, this struggle, this war between righteousness and unrighteousness, between God pulling at us on our spiritual side? We're created in His image and the devil trying to appeal to our, our, our physical side, the fleshly side of us. Turn to Christ. Live by God's teachings and we will be assured of ultimate victory. If you'd like to study these matters more fully, right from the Bible, in the privacy of your own home, then contact us and request that free Bible study that we talked about earlier. You can receive it simply by writing to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. You can email us at sunnyslope, all one word, S-U-N-N-Y-S-L-O-P-E, at Church of Christ, again, all one word, sunnyslope at churchofchrist.com. You can visit us on the web at www.churchofchrist.com, www.churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, and you can make your request that way. And again, this study is absolutely free. We'll even pay the postage both ways. You can also receive a copy of today's lesson on CD, also for free, and again, we'll pay the postage. Now, we'd love to have you do more, though, than just listen to this program and even to receive that Bible study. We'd love to have you come and worship and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We'd love to meet you and get, let you get to meet us and observe a church that is simply trying to be the church of the Bible, nothing more, nothing less, a church where you can really come and learn God's Word. Bible classes begin every Sunday morning at 9.30, classes for virtually all ages, and all ages really do study the Bible, followed by worship at 10.30 each Sunday morning. Sunday evening worship begins at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening, 
And right in the middle of the week, a good time to stop and get your spiritual batteries recharged in the midst of all the busyness of what we do every week, midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. You're always welcome to any and all of our regular services. We hope to see you soon. Until then, read your Bible and may God guide you and bless you as you study His Word.